Hello and welcome to Get Mike and Mike Reloaded. 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 Someone says clap those cheeks. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Omar, do you know what Gen Z is? Is that like Generation Zoro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling so, I heard that somewhere. Gener Generation Zoro, yeah. Um, that's where everybody watches Zoro all day and they all wear masks. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Masks. I'm in, I'm in. And now it's time for your host of Give Mike a Mic Reloaded, Michael Vivaldi! Yeah, so last night in Austin, had a pretty good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good day, are you fucking so nice? I think you're like literally like downplaying it because we had a pretty awesome day. No, it was a great day. I just don't remember half of it, man. Okay, so the last place that we went started to off in Soco. Nuts. I had some Soco. huevos, rancheros, some nice eggs and beans in my tortilla. I had tacos. Yeah, tacos. Yeah, we had some nice Tex Mex for breakfast. Straight from breakfast. Austin for breakfast, and it was fucking great. Uh, you bought some boots? I did. Bought some boots for the Lunars. Yeah. So I can't wait for her to try them on. They're probably going to be way bigger than her, and that's fine. But I hope she grows into them, and she'll be my little uh, Jesse. You know, you got some coffee. 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 I did have coffee, uh, and then from there it just got very blurry. Well, we walked a little bit. And we did some like thrift looking. Yes, we went to a vintage pop up shop. Yes, in Soco, and then we ran into the actual shop on our way back into the city. I think that's kind of the thing that sucks about thrifting is like. As much people are like, yeah, you're saving the environment and you're not creating like wasteful materials and we're not going to have to go out and throw these things away later. But then it's like, what if it doesn't fit me? Well, things that don't fit me, I just donate them to, uh, what's this place? Uh, Goodwill? I actually have a whole box of stuff I need to donate when I get back. Yeah. Shirts, shoes, hats. That's about it. Is it weird to donate socks? Yeah, I feel like socks and underwear are a little bit kind of kind of weird. They're they're on like very vulnerable body parts. Like, I don't want something that was on somebody's balls or on their feet. But aren't they supposed to like wash these things before they? Yeah, but what if you have sweaty, sweaty, sweet, sweaty feet, sweaty balls, and you're trying to give this to other people? So laundry's for. I mean, honestly, I, I get it if, like, you're in a in a serious predicament and you have nothing else to do. Like, okay, I have something to cover my balls or my feet, but in my preference, I don't want something donated from somebody's balls or their feet. That's just me as a person, but, yeah. I just don't want balls, like actual balls. Well, that's what I'm picturing while well, I'm smelling the sweaty balls. Why are you smelling underwear? Okay, first of all, everyone on this old. podcast listening, tell me when you get a new pair of underwear, you don't smell it. I have never done that in my life. Okay. Not well, once. Not one time. You have a problem. We're going to have to take a poll on this shit. Like, legitimately. How many people, when you get a pair of underwear, that you take it out? It's just like when you get a new pair of shoes, right? You take it out of the box. What do you do first? As soon as you take the shoes out of the box. Make sure they fit? No. You smell it. You Why smell are you... the actual shoe. It's just like today. Okay. First of all, we went into this this cowboy shop, right? What is the first thing that you instinctively feel while you're walking through a boot shop? Uh, redneck. Oh, I mean, what's the second thing you feel? Second thing I feel? 
judged. Okay. Discriminated against. Well, that that's your own personal opinion because you're brown. Yeah, brown. exactly. I feel brown. But uh, but what we're gonna say is, as I'm walking through these aisles, I smelt like leather. It's it's a very distinct smell that you. There's getting. a difference between walking into a shop that you have no choice but to to smell it because everything that is in there smells of leather. This is between that and getting a box of shoes. Okay, but when I or get a new, new pair of underwear, when I get new Nikes, yeah. right? I buy a brand new pair of Jordans, a brand mm-hmm. new pair of Yeezys, whatever you want to rock these days. Yeah, yeah. I always, as soon as I take that shoe out, I smell it. But why? Because it, it it's just a distinct thing that happens. I'm telling you, it's like a new car. You buy a new car. As soon as you open the door, what do you what do you feel? You smell it. Like you smell the new car smell, right? See, but you you are making a conscious effort. To take the shoes and the underwears out of the packaging and then smelling them, like putting them up to your nose. When I go to a car or if I go into a restaurant or I go into a I mean, as soon shop, as you open underwear or or socks from a, from a like, plastic, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to smell it no matter what I'm it not, is. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? As soon as I open something from the package, like... No matter what, you smell it. It's Are like you putting it up if I open nose? a brand new beer, right? I open this beer right here that I have here. It's called Smalls Hazy Pale Ale from St. Emil Beer. Shout out to okay. St. Emil Beer. No shout out to them. They don't sponsor us. They don't. But uh, <laughs> if I if I open this beer, right? I open... If I open the top and I like bring it up to my nose, what am I going to do? I'm going to smell the You're beer gonna that's coming it. out of it. No, it's just like today. We went and we had cocktails, right? We had a shit ton of cocktails before we got on this podcast, right? Every cocktail we had, what did we do? As soon as we got it poured into our glass, we're looking at it. We're like, ooh, look at this. It looks nice and smoky. It has a nice coloration. Next thing you do, put it to your nose and you smell it. But these are things that normal people do. Yeah. Same thing with underwear or socks. Underwear or socks. Like that's not. I think no. we need to take a poll. I think we need to take a poll. There's no poll to take. If I get a new pair of underwear, if it smells of new crisp underwear, I'm not gonna put it by my nose. Like I'm not gonna take a pair of underwear that's new and smell it on purpose. If it happens to smell I'm new, I'm not saying you do it on purpose. I'm saying as soon as you I, open it, you I'm, smell it, no matter I'm, what. But when you say it like that, it sounds like you're... No, no, no. Like, what I'm hey, saying is... Out, I'm gonna smell listen, it. like anything else, if you go into your laundry basket in your house, right? Right now, you've had laundry probably sitting there for a week or two before you came over here to Austin. Five now days. Gonna, five days, exactly. Now you're going to go back home. You're going to add your laundry to that basket probably mm-hmm. before you do your laundry this week because you have a busy week, busy schedule, whatever's going on. Oh, yeah. As soon as you open that, what's going to happen? You're gonna get a whiff of your smelly ball sack, your smelly. Uh, no, it doesn't smell. Smelly right. socks, it whatever. Smell that bad. Maybe yours doesn't, but I'm just saying, if someone's wearing these socks or these underwear long enough, mm. does it not create? I would say of, it would create yeah. odor. Yes. So the way regardless were, if I'm like trying to look for the odor or not, it's there. Well, the way you were making it sound, it sounded like you were purposely putting new underwear up to your face to smell it. Not necessarily that. I will say when I get new underwear, I do put it up to my face. That's my point. Why are you doing this? (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Why are you doing this? Because it's just like getting new shoes, bro. I'm telling you. Have you never gotten a new pair of shoes and you take it out of the box and you're like... Getting new underwear and getting (sighs) new Jordans are two different 
experiences. You don't like when you sniff someone's underwear, like your own underwear. It's weird. Like people look weirdly upon that. Like what? What is the the satisfaction that you? There's get? this feeling of like that you have with new things, right? When you buy a new car, when you get new shoes, when you get new underwear or new socks, you smell it. It's just a thing. I promise you, if you do a poll after this podcast, everyone at least will be on my side on this conversation. That sounds like something a serial killer does. I'm not even gonna lie. I honestly, that's not a bad thing. I love Dexter. It is. It is Dexter's, a bad thing. Dexter's my boo, man. So you know, it is a bad thing. Anyways, I don't want to <laughs> serial killer as my brother. I'm just gonna say that. I mean, listen. First and foremost, I have a lot of tendencies like Dexter. That's all we're gonna say. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Lately. Uh, I've been watching Dexter, the newest one, and the older episodes, and now I've realized I love eggs. I love eggs with hot sauce. You know, like in the beginning credits where he's putting okay, hot sauce are, on there. These are normal things, yes. Uh, but then he's also like, the way he eats things, he just like devours it, like he enjoys it. Like that's how I've been eating. That things. might be a like, normal thing, yes. Yeah, but maybe it seems normal. Do you also have serial normal tendencies, tendencies to, to tape people up to a table? And, and and chop them up and then maybe, dispose of their maybe body not parts. that much yeah maybe not, maybe not that far but maybe some of the smaller tendencies I do appreciate Dexter for that so I might be a, a small killer uh, I may be like um got that, got that, got that, got that. what's his son's name Harrison uh, Harrison I may be Harrison yeah like I've thought about it but I never really acted it out you thought about what like zero killer. You've thought about the <laughs> Cut that, cut that, cut that. No, don't cut that. <laughs> All right, next topic. We're, we're, we're done talking about socks and underwear because no one gives a fuck about this. If you've been listening for the past 14 minutes, I fucking love you. I think people do care about You're that. amazing. I'm not going to lie. This is this is real. Very interesting conversation. Yeah. Real life conversations. I mean, you know, we could talk about movies and video games all day, you know, and it's great. I think some people appreciate that, but... Let's be real. One of the most <clears throat> talked about episodes that I had last year was the one, the first one I did, which was the, the I am okay, am I okay thing. And I think people responded to that very well because it was more of a real topic, a conversation. Like, hey, Michael, we we love the stuff that you do. You know, like, it's really funny, like the reviews that you guys do, whatever. But they also want to hear about, like, uh, you know, grounded shit, like mental health, um, smelling new underwear and serial killing like those are things that people can relate to and we want to give them what what they want we gotta um, give the people what they want yeah. you gotta give them what they want you gotta give them what they want yeah we went to what's this place called uh roosevelt room here in austin uh i'm not gonna shout them out because they don't sponsor us so whatever they had some really cool crafty cocktails i had a couple of them one was called a cigar box which was a mezcal drink and they put it in a ashtray they put the drink cup on an ashtray and they burnt a cinnamon stick so it looked like a like a burning cigar almost really cool presentation uh the next drink i had was a black pearl it was called which was uh i don't know jamaican rum some scotch and some other stuff and they put it in a chest like a treasure chest a little it looked like a jewelry box almost but the drink was in there then uh, the bartender put like a smoking stick in there as well. So when you opened it up, it actually smoked in kind of like a fog uh, and smoked the drink too. Really good. Uh, Alex here had 
What was the first drink you had? First drink I had was Death Valley. Shout out to Undertaker. Death Valley. That's a tropical. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. With Kubler absinthe and lime juice. Absinthe and lime juice. Yes. Very simple ingredients for that one in the little bottle. Very simple, but very effective. I will say that much. Like, I love absinthe. A lot of people don't like it because it's very, like, it has um, a, a licorice. A, a licorice. No? And if you're not yeah. a fan of licorice, like I am, I'm not very much a fan of licorice. But I don't know. There's there's different way to ha- ways to have absinthe. You know what I'm saying? So um, normally what I'm used to is from the fountain. You know, you get one of those absinthe fountains like in New Orleans. And they put a sugar cube on the spoon that's above the drink or your glass, right? And then they have water that pours out from that. Mm-hmm to drop on the sugar cube and then inside the actual glass is the absinthe they don't put too much but then it dissolves the sugar into the absinthe drink exactly different flavors of absinthe as well or different you know taste of absinthe so for me i'm not a big fan of licorice thing but you know other people like it uh alex is one of them um so you had that drink then your second one i believe paper plane Paper Plane, which you yes. did on your Twitch stream last week. I did. Shout out to Shout out to Twitch. Twitch stream. No, don't shout out to Twitch. Twitch.com slash Elconosaur. Shout out to my Twitch specifically. Yeah. Not Twitch, but my Twitch. Yeah. If you guys are not following me, follow me. Give yeah. me a nice subscription. Give me some biddies. Um, follow me in the chat. Write whatever you want to do. But yeah, so I had a Paper Plane, which I made actually on my Twitch stream. Because uh, I do what's called Mixology Mondays. So every mon- every Monday so often, not always because I don't want to seem like an alcoholic and I don't want to break the bank and buy a bunch of bottles of different liquors to make things. But on this last stream, I made a paper plane, which consists of bourbon, Aperol, and there's also lemon juice. And there's an ingredient called Amaro Nonino, which is what I had today. However, you can always do Amaro Montenegro, which is what I have at home. So it's kind of like the similar type of liqueur that you can put into it. And that's what I had today. I had the Nonino, which is like the high class fucking paper plane, which is hard to find that certain ingredient. So yeah, that was my second drink. Then your uh, third drink was actually a Tipperary, Tipperary. I have to look that one up because you you recommended that one. Yes, you were in between a Sazerac and this one, and I said, "Hey, stick with your absinthe." So here was a here was a trouble that I got into when we were drinking. Um, Yes, I started my first drink was a mezcal base drink. Next one I wanted to try was that black pearl, but it was a scotch and rum base drink. And for me, I like to drink kind of like a like a map. You know, everything has to connect in some way. So it has to have maybe a similar ingredient, a similar liqueur, or similar just base as far as alcohol. Uh, it did not have anything. So I was like, you know what? I just, I just have to pull the trigger and go straight to, instead, the uh, scotch and rum base. And then my third one, my third drink was then an Old Fashioned, which was just bourbon. Uh, so it, it did not connect at all. But I did want to try... <laughs> These drinks. Normally, when I do drink, I try to stay in the same family of uh, alcohol and liqueurs. But today, I, I did none of that. So, 
but your third drink, I mean, your drinks were basically uh, connecting for the most part. You had the the absinthe in your first one. Uh, was what was the second one you had? The paper plane was a paper bourbon. Plane was not. It was a bourbon, so it kind of strayed. Yes. And then your third one was. It's called a Tipperary. Tipperary, which yes. is Jameson Caspian's Irish whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. With vermouth. Um, it also had absinthe, green chartreuse, and Kubler absinthe. So there was also absinthe in there. Bitters, orange bitters, salt, and orange oil. So there was still the presence of absinthe. Yes, absolutely. With Irish whiskey, which is somewhat in the bourbon whiskey yeah, type family, I would say so, yeah. not too far. So that was my third drink. Yes. All right, and then the fourth drink is of course the old fashioned, which. Of course, bourbon inspired and also has the orange and the bitters and all that stuff. So, kind of connected. Alex's map looked a lot better than mine. As yeah, far you as went from mezcal to rum and scotch. Yep. And then your last drink was bourbon. Yeah. And then before that, we and it was actually going to be worse because you were considering a gin drink, which I was like, maybe. I was. What was the drink that I was? The uh, Negroni. The Negroni, yes. Because yes. onion Negronis are great. So I just want to put everything in there. You're just going all around the map. But yeah, that was a problem. So next time I go, I'm definitely going to have to draw out this map for myself before getting three or four drinks next time. Um, Then we have, you know, a beer before that, some local. We've been here drinking the local breweries, the local brews. Yes. And uh, they've they've been pretty good for the most part. So uh, shout out to Austin, Texas as a whole for having some good brews. We, We appreciate that. What was the one we had today before? So we went to get some barbecue at Stubbs Barbecue. Stubbs Barbecue. And there was one called McConaughey or? Oh, it's actually a math, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, he's like sponsored he, it? Yeah, or? I think he's connected yeah. with the brewery itself. And the branding on it was actually based on Days and Confused, one of the movies he made in the 80s. Uh, so it had the same type colors and branding. But it's a Matthew McConaughey. Um, McConaughey's, that's what it's called. Twisted X Brewing. McConaughey's. Which is X, located yes. in Austin. Further out, um, we're hoping when we come back again, maybe we get a car for a day and then we can like hit up breweries. Because a lot of them are not locally in the downtown area. They're like obviously pushed out because they need more space to be able to brew it and have all the necessary you know, equipment and and space to be able to brew all these things. So hopefully we'll be able to check out a couple of breweries next time. We did go to St. Elmo's, their actual brewery. Um, so we got some brews from there yesterday. And then we went to the distillery yesterday, which was awesome. Tried out some uh, bourbon, some rye, some unreleased. Um, I think it was like a rye that's coming out. Yes, it's called yes. the... The artist, I think, right? The artist, yes. Yeah. It's from Still Austin. Um, no, not particularly shouting them out because, again, they don't sponsor this podcast. But I will say the tour itself was fucking amazing. The tour guide was great. Um, kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, uh, Lakeith Stanfield from Atlanta. True. Yeah. Um, super funny guy and very knowledgeable about the process of how bourbons are made and he kind of talked about how they stumbled across a gin and making it there that they weren't trying to do initially um so we got to try some gin some bourbon some rye 
we tried something that was like 180 proof, which was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I didn't drink. We didn't drink like a whole drink from it. We just took a you know dab on our tongue because it was like enough to be able to feel the burn and uh, and the sweetness as well. And sweetness, yeah. Like actually get the flavor palette. That was what's uh, made. That was a unaged. I guess you just raw uh, bourbon yes. before coloration, before being aged. So, you know, it was just a a white color, just a clear white color, almost like gin, but it definitely had not the taste of gin and uh, was 180 proof, like Alex said. So 180 proof uh, for math whizzes out there. That's 90 percent alcohol uh, as far as the base is concerned. So it was it was strong. He said, I mean, if we give if we had any more than. If we took like a regular sample, like of a it, shot or it anything, would basically kill us. Our or burn, we yeah. go blind. I think he said, "Go and blind then die. and die." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we didn't, we didn't feel like having that happen. We didn't feel like dying. We wanted to record this no, episode, not on that day. Yeah. No, not that day. Um, <laughs> good, that, good that. So yeah, so that was good. Um, we have Voodoo Donuts as well. Uh, Alex, you haven't had your donut yet, have you? I have not. Yeah. So you bought, you got the Homer, which is a, a pink strawberry frosted with sprinkles. I got myself two donuts. I got uh, just a regular vegan glazed donut and the Oh Captain, My Captain, which is just the Captain Crunch donut that I love, which is, you know, it's basically breakfast in my mouth, which, which, I mean, that's what she said, I That'll guess. That'll be your breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, no, I ate it already, oh, so okay. it's not breakfast. Uh, tomorrow know. we'll be going down to our coffee shop that we had the first day, and then also I'll probably go to Voodoo Donuts and get a blueberry cake donut because it's a blueberry cake Because you ate your other two today. No, I ate the one. Because you're fat ass. No, I just have the vegan donut. Oh, okay. Left. That's there. Oh, okay. Well, you'll, eat eat that. That. you'll eat that by tonight. Not tonight. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Mm. <laughs> no, I want one. Yeah, eat that. No, cut that, cut that, cut that. So, yeah, man, outside of that, like, it was a pretty good uh, productive trip. We'll leave tomorrow afternoon uh, back to Orlando. I don't know what the weather is over there. It's been pretty cold. Yeah, there's been, like, some cold, like... Cold warnings, like freeze warnings and shit like that. Man, the other day, I think it was last week uh, or beginning of this week, I woke up and there was actually ice on my car. Yes. And I was not prepared for it. You know, obviously, like, I lived in Chicago for six years, lived in New York for a few years, you know, so I'm very familiar with ice and snow and, you know, de-icing, especially with airplanes and stuff like that. But in Orlando, Florida, you don't think that's going to happen to you. But I was up at, like, the crack of dawn. Not even dawn, like it was way before dawn. I think I was up at in my car by four forty five AM. It was iced. Iced. Like my whole car was iced. I had no idea what was happening. So I don't know if it's gotten to that point again. No, I don't think it has. I think that was more when we left, but I do remember the day you're talking about. Luckily I didn't have to go into the office. So I didn't feel the effects of that, but I did see it from Instagram. Thanks. Shout out to everyone that, you know, when something happens, they have to fucking report it to the entire world in, uh, in Florida. Yeah. So I didn't know there was an ice warning, but uh, thank you guys for all, all uh, 50 of you on my friends list for reporting that. Appreciate it. Yeah, they reported that. Then they reported. <laughs> it was like a screenshot of their the weather. Yeah. Then a screenshot of them getting coffee right afterwards because they're like, this weather's coffee weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then uh, right after that is them crying to the camera like, oh, my God, it's so cold. Even though they just had coffee. Then the next one is them uh, quoting a Bible verse, right? And then the Mm -hmm. following one is them in a bikini 
on a beach. No, saying, the, this the Bible verse why? happens while they're at in the same bikini. time. At, at the same, same time. time, yeah, yeah. So that's how Instagram works nowadays. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. did also hit up the Austin Toy Museum today, which I would mm-hmm. be remiss by not talking about that because I thought it was fucking amazing. Correct. This place was crazy. They had tons of like collectibles, like from every form of pop culture or just your childhood that you could ever think of. Like literally from almost fucking say almost. strawberry shortcake to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, Marvel, fucking GI Joe. Like I mean, the museum part was pretty cool with yeah. the with the toys. It wasn't much of a museum. I say it was a big collection of toys. Uh, it was a, a a pretty decent sized room. I say the size of about two hotel rooms. Yeah, uh, with glass display cases, and they were displayed in a pretty cool, cool way, you know. Uh, but I I wouldn't say like museum museum is. No, I'm like not the Smithsonian. It wasn't like that, like that huge no. in that sense, but you have to understand the amount of like how impressive that place was because some of those figurines are just twenty dollars a piece just for one little piece, and that's like bare basic you know figurine like collectible and then some of them are like rare where they're like discolored or something's missing and they're like fifty dollars sixty dollars so i would say in that room like that's got to be a couple thousand dollars just in that room. oh at least yeah yeah. maybe even maybe even like a million dollars worth of shit and the guy who's old who's who's running the museum he's there in the front desk and i guess uh uh father came in and was like hey like do you sell do you buy these from people and he's like yeah i usually do or people donate them whatever so i think he had offered actually to send to send the guy like toys he's like oh i want to actually uh, help with the music add to your yeah, collection, collection. Yeah, exactly which i'm sure if he adds to the collection he's probably gonna have to get a bigger place to be honest yeah um it's kind of like i wanted to we should have asked him actually how long this place has been around like it could be maybe like four or five years old you know like because i've seen his social media game and it's like slowly he's getting new and more pieces in the past few months Mm. you know what i'm saying so he could very well have just started with this like this is what i had and now i'm starting to sort of build from what people are offering me that type of thing yeah because there's a lot of stuff that was on top of the display cases that I mean, obviously, we're on display, but not in the cases. You can see, like, he's running out of room for a lot of stuff. So, uh, the only thing I say, uh, I was really cool seeing, uh, whatchamacallit, a talk boy from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. That was there. That was cool, which I owned one of those for the longest time. Yeah. The only pack. thing I was looking for, you had the yak pack. <laughs> the only thing I was looking for was the Teddy Ruxpin, which I had seen in social media, but did not see. Maybe he's, like, repairing it, though. It could be, like, the the thing is, like, a lot of these collectibles, like, people don't understand. There's a lot of, like, sometimes people will have it in their house and they treat it like shit. So when you are having a museum or some type of environment to display them, like, there's work that's involved. It's it's almost like an arcade, right? Like, think about the arcade we went to in Chicago that one year with Omar. Like, mm-hmm. all these machines are, like, they brought them in. They work well in the beginning, but then over time you have to keep maintenance and, and f- fixing them, that type of shit. So I don't know. I didn't see the Teddy Ruxman either. I was looking for it, and we didn't ask him later on. But honestly, I wouldn't doubt that he had a lot to fix on that. 
Because you got to think, like, this is, like, a kid's toy that, like, some kid was probably fucking beating up. Probably just, you know, jerking off to it. I don't, Gross, I don't know what they're doing. Why would they do? Oh, my God. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut that, um, cut that, cut that. Maybe they were just, I don't know. Like, you know, with kid's toys, that you never know how long that shit's going to last. That's that's just the reality of it. So, it would be I would be curious to go back and ask him, like, how long has this place been an establishment? How many of these collectibles did you have before you started this actual place? Because maybe he had a great amount and now he's just slowly gotten things over time. Because, like, I was even going there and then I saw, like, his Pokemon collection of, like, cards. And it's very small. And I was like, I wonder if I could sell my shit to him, you know, and then increase that part of it for it. Because everyone as a collector has certain things they collect. And so for him, maybe there was action figures was like his go-to and now he's just you know from cards that's not a big thing but for some people that's like a huge you know fucking thing like cards is like a big ass deal but i did like the um the machines he had he had like some pretty cool ones like uh the star wars the um the one you were playing the what was it called the The pinball the little arcade no the trilogy yeah the trilogy one is always cool to see that around at places. They also had, um, I think it was like Galaga that I played for a little bit. I tried to get the high score, and um, and some of those I think games that he had were, uh, especially the arcade stuff. You know, they needed work for sure. I think he just got yeah, them yeah. like people were. You know, the machine was broken. And he was like, oh, let me try to redo it and then see what happens. But I mean, so it was pretty cool. Um, we played a little bit of Halo Master Chief Collection because. Anytime we see Halo, it's terrible fucking lag. First of all, yeah, because it's, and the controllers were broken. Like I could not pick up another weapon. Yeah, everything was just about broken on that yeah. game with the way that the system was set up. I don't know who was playing with it before that, but I will say that I do miss Halo Infinite, and I gave that a lot of shit in the beginning, a few months ago when it came out in November. But you know, I miss it. I do. I mean, it. I've 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 enjoyed my time with it. And I will enjoy my time with it when I when I come back. Uh, I know it, it's it's like divisive for a lot of people, but we have had some like pretty good uh, games with like our friends and stuff like that. You know, games with friends. Like honestly, the this game, you know, I I don't understand why people are so. I understand why people are pissed, and we had this conversation off this podcast about like why they're so upset about it. For me, like when microtransactions and buying things in the store, it doesn't bother me because I don't fall for that scheme. Like I know that this is a free to play game, right? And that's the whole point of it is just to like get people to buy shit in the store and then get their money back. But for me, it's just more about the mechanics and the gameplay. So when I play something like Infinite, like I feel like it's sped up enough, but not too far to where like Halo 5 was just too fast paced for me. But when I'm going back to now, like, Master Chief, like we're talking about, it just feels too fucking slow and clunky. Like, that now when I'm playing Infinite, it's like, that's the speed it should be at, if Mm. that makes sense. Because it's almost like Halo 2 Anniversary. I love those maps. I love the speed of it. And I feel like that's what Infinite is kind of, like, expanding upon. Like, I like the fact that they're trying to build upon that and keep that same speed. I don't want it to be too fast. I don't want it to be too slow. And I feel like now when I'm playing like three or two, like it feels fucking slow. 
been weird. It was weird. It was yeah. weird playing it. Um, we have talked about it definitely in our other podcasts about the one with Twix. We talked about collections actually with him, and we also talked about uh, angry video game playing, uh, which I still probably suffer with. Yeah. To this day. Not probably. You do. You definitely do. I wouldn't. No. 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 You. You've been really angry lately. We're, we're not lately? talking about this. Yeah. Honestly, bro, like the past couple of days, not just not today, because we've been here, obviously, uh-huh. in the past weekend, but you, you got pretty angry, you got pretty like spicy and especially in Halo Infinite, like to where it's actually funny because then people are like, God damn, your brother's like so fucking pissed off about this game. And I'm like, That's true. I don't understand why he's mad. Like they'll ask me and I don't, I'm like, I'm... I don't either. I do not get it. Like I, I understand that he's upset because... The thing is, like, you're like, where's my fucking team? Where are my people at? We're all fucking around you, like, half the time. Uh, the, that's incorrect. It doesn't feel that way, but when you're playing a big team battle match. I'm dying in front of all you guys. Like, okay. if you guys are next to me, I, I see, like, my dead body, and then the camera turns around to show you what's happening and show everybody's names. And I see three or four of you just around me, I don't know what, like, playing with your ball sacks. Okay, yeah, but when we're it. when we're talking about big team battle, first of all, for oh, the, big team is different for the viewers out there that maybe don't fucking play Halo and they don't understand what the fuck we're talking about. Um, big team is where it's like legit, is it like eight 12, people 12. or twelve people. Yeah, if there's twelve people, like what are the odds that the three or four people that you're complaining about are me or anyone else that you're playing? See, with? on big team, I don't get as mad about. It. No, but you get mad when we're fucking playing 4v4. Oh, now like, I get mad at because there's... And then at the end of the game, it's like you have the most second or first most kills. Yes. And yet you still got upset about it. So I don't understand. Because it's like you don't want to fucking die in general. Correct. And and I'm going to tell you, you're going to fucking die in a video game. That just happens. I don't like it. Especially when it's competitive, like, like multiplayer arena style map. And this new one, I will say, when it comes to Infinite, is very much so... It's supposed to be balanced to where you die more compared I, to the I don't want ones. to. That's the problem. So I'm very competitive, and I like to win, which uh, a lot of times we do win. Like, we win most games and we lose. Uh, I will say that. But I just don't like uh, a losing. I don't like dying. I don't like dying when I feel like I didn't have to die. Like, if there's one other person on my team... Like a buddy system, which I feel like you're playing a team Slayer game, so you should be working as a team together. Then, unless you're going to flank the other team from behind, then yeah, okay, one guy will go by himself. And that happens. But if I'm flanking the other team, that means that the other three teammates on my team should be be bait or something like that, or should be trying to get them, right? Like, should be in front of them taking the fire while the other person flanks. The problem is I go flank, but they still see me because you guys are not providing the fire. So then that's when I get that's that's when I get mad, right? Okay, so what you're saying is you run in and you die and then you no, get not that I run in because if I run into the front door, they're obviously gonna kill me. Okay, now, if I run into the back door, that they're not expecting me through the back door because they're worried about who's at the front door, which is three of my friends. But you know what I you you want to know what I want to do like legit I'm not even fucking with you like like if we're getting down to the nitty gritty 
Go to therapy. I legit... No, well, I mean, that's for one me, thing. For me. Yeah. For my... Yeah. You need to go through Halo therapy. That's uh, number one. Halo and your mentor. Number two is we need to, like, actually have you do games, right? Right? Like, do live streams. Record what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then record what your team is doing. Like, I'll go live. Whoever else is playing will go live or whatever the case would be. But at least you have other angles to, like, legitimately see what other people are fucking doing. And here's the thing. Most Twitch streamers or people that I watch that are very, like, entertaining, I laugh because they get so pissed at their teammates. Like, that's just going to be a fucking inevitability. So I'm going to be super popular. On yeah, Twitch, you're going to be super popular is one thing because you're going to be so fucking angry about your teammates when half of them are probably helping I you. might be one of the angriest Halo players out there in the world, and I, I do have some shame for saying that and admitting that, right? Because I've been playing Halo since uh, 2000, uh, I don't know, fucking 2003, maybe. So I've been playing Halo since that time. And yes, it's been an, an infuriating experience sometimes while doing that. But I feel like it's just the competitive nature of it because I know how good I am at Halo. Not to sound cocky, but it's just like, I know I'm good. No, you're cocky. But also, but, <laughs> but also, like if I'm playing a Team Slayer game, like I would be, I'd be better if I had like a team there. Which is why I scream, "Where's my team?" Because if there was just one other person, just to shoot a few stray bullets at the same person I am, like just a little bit, then it'd be okay. The reality is, though, sometimes it's not the entire team; it just takes one person to fuck up everything. That's what I will say. Because you may have two other people that understand what's happening. Like if me and you and one other person are together in a party and one person just a rando. solo dolo, rando, like fucking on his own keyboard, whatever he's doing. If that guy does not know or not hearing our comms, then he's a piece of shit. Because me and you and the third person are all talking about it. We're all in the party. This guy is out doing whatever the fuck he's doing half the time. And that person is enough to fucking ruin everything. See, but then I sometimes, if I'm playing by myself, I sometimes am that solo dolo rando. And I feel like I'm playing correctly. But then everybody else is just so widespread. Like, everybody's playing their own own game. And then I still get mad at them because I'm like... Yeah, because they don't, know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's my point. I just don't feel like... The I reality... Be, I don't want to be blaming people. No. For, it, it's true, though, in a competitive game and whatever yeah. you're doing, if people around you do not know what the fuck they're doing, it's going to come down to that. Like, it's it's truthful in anything. We're not talking about just Halo, talking about Warzone, talking about... Life. Just... And life, yeah, that's true. You know? If you have four guys that you're going on a boys trip somewhere, and three of them are all down for the cause and whatever's going on, they all want to drink, they all want to party, and then one person's just like, nah, like, I just want to stay back, you know? I don't want to get in trouble with the wifey or I don't want to cause any rifts. You know, that's the one person that's like ruining everything for everybody else. That's the one person that breaks down my room on night two and chokes me in bed. Wait, we're going to we're going to come back to that. <laughs>